You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back uh, to another episode, and this time around we are going to toss in a new release in the movie theater. Uh, I am one of the hosts, uh, Peter, and uh, joining me is my uh, ARC, no, uh, my tomb rating. Damn, damn, I should write these stuff out, uh, you know, beforehand, before I open the show. I mean, I can let you work it out, you know, and I'll just, <laughs> I'll just jump in when I find one that's agreeable. I'm like, okay. yes, I'm that. I'm yeah. that person. The, the tomb rating co-host here, uh, with a UK hat. Sure. That's, that's, that's good enough, I guess. We At need, least it's, it's we need, accurate. <laughs> right. United Kingdom is what it is, right? We needed some British people here. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Depends on uh how many friends and family members they uh insist listen to this podcast. If they spread it, we will become a a uh Great Britain exclusive podcast. Uh, yeah. which I guess is kind of fitting, right? Yeah. This is the the character. You know, it's one of their uh their heroes here. She's Laura Croft is not American. She's not from Portland, not See, from Kentucky. Definitely not from Portland. Um the the funny thing is I, I hadn't seen the original, you know, probably since it came out and when Angela, Angelina Jolie first spoke her, you know, her first lines, I was like, wait a minute. She's, she's British. And I go, is, is Angelina Jolie British? <laughs> like I, I, I'm not familiar with the games. I don't play the games. I guess we can throw that out. Were you ever a fan of the Tomb Raider, uh, game series? I mean, I think I, I played them, uh, at least the first one. I, I remember it being popular. Gosh, was that like the first PlayStation days? I can't remember. I mean, I don't, uh, have like the fondest memories of them. Like something like resident evil. I remember like actually certain like rooms to go in and like weapons to use, but tomb Raider, I probably played it once. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I guess. But I, you know, was not a huge fan of it. Um, and I can't say spoiler alert. I was a huge fan when the first movie came around either. <laughs> Saw that as a uh, teenager, but yeah, I had actually the same thought as you. I had totally forgotten. I'm like, Oh yeah, she's British. I, until Angelina Jolie spoke, I just, I never really was too involved. Um, we sound really bad. We don't sound like we did the, the previous episode on Star Trek and we're like, nope, never watched Star <laughs> Trek. And then with Tomb Raider's like, no, not really. Never know played much the about games. this character. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think watching the, the very first movie, I don't remember anything from it at all. And I'm positive. I, I remember saw it this. was bad. I remember okay. it was and bad. That yeah. could be it. Like maybe I just didn't like it enough to really remember. Uh, and I definitely didn't check out the sequel either. So I have heard that one's better. There's a critic I follow, um, on Facebook and Twitter called, uh, his name is Scott Mendelson and he doesn't do movie reviews as much as he does like sort of just box office analysis. And he actually cites the, I believe it's called the cradle of life. I think was the sequel. Mm hmm. Uh, as a film that paid for the sins of the first one being so bad because the first one uh, opened well and made a good uh, deal of uh, bank. And then the second one comes out as much better. But at that point, people were like, nope, you got me the first time around. Not going to come back for the second. So he's apparently a fan of it. But um, I've never, you know, 15 years later, I've still not given it the uh, the chance that he says it deserves. Yeah. But I didn't I'm... give the new one a chance. Um I don't really know why. Probably our listeners are probably wondering the same thing. It's like, hey, you guys are not fans of Laura Croft. Uh, you didn't like the first movie. What are you doing covering Tomb Raider? And 
should we just be honest and say, hey, we didn't have really a better idea for the, <laughs> this pretty week? Pretty much. Pretty much. But, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if we sat here and just picked movies we liked, it wouldn't be fun. I mean, we did The Room, right? I mean, I don't think either of us were fans of that movie. Um, you know, did either one of us listeners. honestly make it all the way through The Room? Because I didn't. I, I did, yes. But I didn't rewatch it for me. our review. I mean, I did see it one time, and that's that's plenty. I mean, yeah. And, and I got bits and pieces, obviously, off of YouTube, and and also, um, you know, they were thrown in in Disaster Artists. So I, I think one was enough. And again, I don't plan on watching the room again unless it's with other people, you know, some uh, who have which had not seen it before. But Tomb Raider. So let's uh, get into this here. The the original movie, uh, it came out in uh, 2000, was it 2000? 2001. Uh, this was uh, directed by uh, Simon West, and it stars Angelina Jolie as Laura, Lara, Lara Croft, uh, John Voight, her her daddy, uh, Ian Glenn, who is that? I'm actually, oh, that's the dude from uh, Game of Thrones. He's the the villain in this one. Manfred. Oh, that's right, Mr. Powell. That, yeah. That's right. Um, that's uh, Jorah. Yeah, it's uh, Jorah, you know, who has... There you a... go, nerds. We got something right. We couldn't get Tomb Raider or Star Trek right, but there's your Game of Thrones uh, reference for that. Thank Man, you, Peter. Glad he you got is, that one. He is young looking in here, and um, yeah, yeah, Jorah is in here. And we also got uh, Daniel Craig, uh, who plays an Alex West, and uh, I, I think that's good enough here. And this one, you know, obviously is based on the, the video games, and... Uh, you know, basically, she's globe trotting around and trying to recover some very powerful ancient artifacts and uh, controls time. Yeah, and travels in time, which is something I completely forgot about. Yeah, it didn't make an impression on me. The only thing I remembered, and uh, maybe this is going back to, because I did see this one in theaters when I was a teenager, um, was how much I hated the flashbacks, like the interactions with her, uh, I guess, her real father and the character's father, John Voight, um, who's passed away. And I thought it was really tacky then. <laughs> and it's like really tacky now having like real life father and daughter emote in such a stupid video game <laughs> adaptation. <laughs> uh, and it's not dissimilar from the new one, which I guess is part of the, the character's arc is that her father uh, is this great explorer and she follows in his footsteps and he's someone that, pretty much gives his life to uh, that spirit of adventure. It's handled in my, <laughs> for my money, a lot better in the new one uh, in the sense that it's like, Hey, he's missing. There's some clues left behind. I'm going to go find him. Uh, whereas in the original film, I think we're introduced to uh, Angelina Jolie's version of Laura Croft um, fighting a robot that her like little Q character played by Noah Taylor, Bryce. Yeah. Uh, programs for her to fight really terrible cgi by the way like that late 90s early 2000s cgi that has not aged well at all and she goes from just being i don't know spunky would be offensive but she's always got like a smirk on her face yeah and just a shit-eating grin and she's just like rich and just like playing with her toys uh and then like two scenes later the film will ask you to like grieve for her dead father who we don't know by the way and I don't know. I just, I feel like this is sort of totally all over the place, at least the new one for me. Uh, the father being missing is part of the adventure itself. Like, all right, let's just go find him. Right. 
and no CGI robots, as far no. as I could tell. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. Like Noah Taylor, wasn't he also the guy in uh, Edge of Tomorrow, where Tom Cruise goes to see, and uh, he's the one that came out with some kind of theory that, you know, there's those. Uh, Excuse my clicking sounds. Oh, sure. Listeners. Yeah, I feel, I feel like he around. was because it's kind of uh, interesting that it's almost like a similar character, but he was Doctor Carter. Yep. There, there we go. But um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this one uh, on on the rewatch. I found it very boring. Um, the very beginning, I thought it was cheesy, and this is this came out what two years after the Matrix, so I can see that maybe there were some influences in the wire foo. But the um, so glad you brought that up. The bungee I, jumping, you know, fight uh, I action hate it. scene. All yeah, hated. Okay. Um. So it sets up with her like doing this for fun because she's like, <laughs> this version of Laura Croft uh, is very much like late nineties Angelina Jolie. Like, uh-huh. like she is like a Mountain Dew commercial as far as like extreme sports and like edgy, and so she just practices her like sort of wire ballet i guess she's just doing flips and whatever for exercise and for fun and there's a sequence where after the bad guys realize that she's got this like uh piece of like the triangle that's going to lead them to this time control whatever nonsense um they send basically their version of a SWAT team to come in and, and fight her and so when they're setting this sequence up i'm like oh this is going to be fun because they're going to walk in through the ground floor and she's going to be like hanging from the chandelier and they're not going to know about it. No, in a Simon West movie, they come in through the ceiling on their own wires and we just have a wire (laughs) battle. I thought like this is setting up perfect. Like she has the upper hand. Clearly who is going to expect her to be hanging from the chandelier for fun, for exercise. And it would have been really cool to see her pick them off one by one. Like, I mean, they still have guns, so they'd have some sort of advantage. But there's, like, no creativity to any of these set pieces. Like, even when I thought there was about to be something cool that I'd never seen before. No, it's just it's just a fight with wires. It's like, hey, the Matrix did it, and they took the wires out of it. Let's just show the wires. That'll be better, right? <laughs> no, it's not better. It sucks. It's probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the, the stuff with John Voight uh, either. You know, the... Uh, traveling to Cambodia was kind of nice because it's uh, culturally it's almost similar to mine. But I just why are we spending so much time with the Buddhas or the monks? Uh, I should say. I think I pretty much zoned out. Uh, like you said that, and I'm like, did we? Was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she's, just- she was like meditating in like one of the temples, and she you know sat with a monk who. Uh, was, oh, yeah. He might have been like a yeah. social worker for like who would be like the kid that she adopts. I mean, that could be it. I mean, I, I saw no other points in this. I mean, I guess it's their version of, uh, you know, the uh, the scrappy underdog who, like, respects the culture, even though she's going to steal from it. <laughs> she's going to take their artifacts. <laughs> and, you know, this version of Yoda sets her on the light side of the path as opposed to uh, Jory from Game of Thrones, who's got guns and technology and it's evil. Uh, I'll say this before we move into the new one. The only thing I really liked about it and maybe it's just hindsight was seeing daniel craig before he got big because i had no memory of him being in this yeah and that was about the only thing that held my interest was like did they realize like that he was going to be a movie star um because he is i guess kind of the love interest here uh i'm sure you know in 2001 i didn't pay attention to his performance at all but here i think i paid a little bit more attention to see if like was there some hint that this guy was going to go become james bond 
Uh, and the answer is no, not no, really. <laughs> I didn't see it either. And he looked a little weird. Like, I don't know. There was something. Here we go. Hot yeah, or I mean, not. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely not Daniel, in this movie. Daniel Craig was not Daniel hot Craig. in this movie. Kind of ugly. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't see it at all. But young Jorah. Young Jorah looking, uh, looking, looking good. Um, is it Jorah? I've been saying yeah, Jorah. Jorah. It's all right. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure it's Jory in some different countries. Um, sure. Yeah, but uh, the Alicia uh, Vikander uh, version here. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I feel like I saw a teaser. I don't think I've seen an actual trailer. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't but, think it is. Okay, so did I guess this is distributed by Paramount? But they did a poor job in promoting that Daniel Wu is actually has a big role in this movie too. Like when he comes along, I thought he was just going to help her get to where she needs to go, mm-hmm. but he is there with the rest of the movie. And this is just one of those things. Like you got this Asian lead, you know, in a TV show, um, into the badlands. And I didn't know he was in this movie until I, I saw him on screen. I, uh, I'm going to come at this from a different way. I didn't know who this guy was. Okay. Um, fair. Because, and I'm looking at his, uh, credits on IMDb and I don't think I've, Everything he's been in, I've just not seen. I mean, some of the stuff, there's, you know, uh, apparently he was in Warcraft, which shout out to uh, Hyro from True Romance uh, podcast. He was a fan of that film. I think he's one of the few. Um, but uh, unlike our Daniel Craig conversation, I didn't know who this guy was. And I was like, oh, he, this guy's cool. I like him. It reminded me a lot, um, I guess, slight spoiler, uh, not really for Tomb Raider. Uh, but Thor, it's a pretty good gag, and Thor, oh, right. you, <laughs> he has a very Tessa Thompson entrance That's in this film. Yeah, and uh, you know, he instantly went from, uh, like you said, I thought, like, okay, he's just going to navigate because I do think that in the at least the teaser trailer I saw, I felt like it just ended with her, like, it's like she just woke up, like, just on the beach, and it's like you didn't really care how she got there, and it's like she was just trapped on an island, like. Uh, which she somewhat is, but to what you're saying, no, he's an ally, and he's a really cool character. Like, he's got his own thing. He has his own connection as far as his father went missing because of her father, like, going to this, like, devil's point in the sea, this island. Um, he's got a very sort of Han Solo-type vibe as far as, you know, the, the drinking, and he's just sort of mercenary type. Um, but they actually, unlike Craig and Jolie, they actually have some chemistry together, and... What's weird is in this film, they're complete strangers up until this adventure. Whereas in the 2001 Tomb Raider, those two apparently had had dealings before, like had some sort of romantic history. Um, yeah, this guy's he's he's definitely one to watch out for, I thought. He's one of the highlights of uh, this new Tomb Raider. Yeah, I thought uh, I, I like him. And um, see, I've, I've only seen a few episodes of Into the Badlands. It's just one of those things that I watch too many TV shows and I couldn't fit that in there. But he's the, he's the lead. He's great. He does martial arts. And so when I saw him, I got excited. I go, he's going to kick some ass. But I mean, he helps her along the way and he's, um, you know, he's, he's a supporting role here. So he's not like her, you know, PIC, partner in crime, right? I, he's just, they have a connection. I don't know like how much we're trying to hold back in terms of like the, you know, the uh, spoiler type stuff, but I mean, they do have a connection. That's why they do go on this journey together. Um, I thought he was really good. I couldn't use more of him, but again, like I feel, why don't you just promote that he's in this movie too? And maybe fans of into the badlands will, you know, go watch it or, you know, it might, might be a draw there. 
Well, I mean, you're, I, I can't help you there because I'm just like, I don't know who that guy is. So if, if I saw the trailer, I'd be like, who's Daniel Wu? But uh, having seen him now, uh, pretty cool. And I hope, you know, slight spoiler if you really give a shit about <laughs> Tomb Raider or the franchise. I do hope that they're establishing these sort of secondary characters, uh, which I think they are. Uh, I won't reveal what, but, you know, the sort of final scene is establishing like, hey, this is going to have its own sort of storyline. Very Bond-like, I thought, where we're going to establish these type of villains, this group. Uh, so I'm hoping that his character stays involved and it wasn't just this sort of one-off thing, this one adventure. Um, let's, uh, I want to compare the, the two, the villains here, because that was also a thing I really dug about this and I didn't expect to, uh, Walton Goggins, who mm-hmm. I had seen before, right. uh, on TV in the shield. Um, and he was in the hateful eight. Um, I feel like he might've been on a movie we, we covered as well, but it's just one of those things. He's in so many different things and he's so good as a character. He's got actor. that character actor. Look, yeah. He does. Mm-hmm. Um, what I liked about his character is he's the opposite of uh, Jorah or Jory uh, <laughs> from from 2001's version, uh, where it's like his life, his life's quest to like you know take the throne basically of this this evil Illuminati group. Um, this guy seems like he's no different than uh, Laura or Lou Ren, and that maybe he just came to this island for money. Uh, and he's basically, uh, not only is he like a slave master, but he's a slave himself. Like he's, he is stranded on this Island until his keepers, um, say, are saying, you've got to open that tomb right. until you do. We're not going to come back. And he even says, you know, he's got a family at home. Um, I loved how just cold and distant he was cause he is just desperate to get off that Island and anyone that gets in his way, this guy's not trying for power over the universe. He's like just trying to get home. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting for a villain just to see a middleman just kind of put uh, in that position. Yeah, I think this is um, – I, I like him. He kind of reminded me of Killmonger a little bit from Black Panther. Yeah. You yeah. know, where you just you, – you you get it. You understand where mm-hmm. he's coming from. And uh, so I, thought I mean, they're he both was... terrifying as mm-hmm. far as that they will just kill anyone in their way. But it's like, yeah, they kind of have a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, both, okay, so this movie, uh, the, the new one, it is a, a reboot and it's got some of the similar, um, uh, beats as well. Uh, however, we do get more of the father in this one. Um, oh god, I feel like that might even be spoiler, but you know, spoiler alert, we're not gonna like completely spoil the movie, but it's really hard to kinda, you know, uh, avoid. We probably should have watched the trailer, cause I do wonder if a full trailer, I feel like some of these beats would have been revealed. Yeah, I d- you can't just have a trailer of just her showing landing on the beach because there's a lot of stuff that happens after. I feel like her father is part of the Tomb Raider lore, so uh, I to me I didn't think it was a surprise to find out that he he was still alive. I mean that's that's the whole point of this adventure, right? I mean, just a surprise how bad his wig is. I thought, that's yeah, just- you know, I mean, if we found out that he actually did die in the movie, I'd feel like, well, what what is this all for? I mean, but one thing I did not like about the reboot is that there was a lot of tropes in here, you know, uh, uh, one in particular where she's kind of, uh, off in her own in the dark, you know, and she hears like, uh, twigs being snapped and, you know, you get the person from behind, like it, it was very paint by numbers in some parts. Um, and a lot of scenes reminded me of way too much of other movies. You already, um, uh, referenced one Thor Ragnarok, you know, the introduction of a character. Um, it was, uh, 
the water scenes was very you know perfect storm like. So I, I saw like a lot of other movies, but having said that, I actually did enjoy this. You know, this is Lara Croft Begins, right? This isn't the badass we know that Angelina Jolie with. We start off with some kickboxing in the very beginning, which she does not win at all. And I thought that she was gonna. So, mm-hmm. you know, so very surprising. She like, gets uh, pickpocketed. Um, oh, right. You know, she's not totally worldly where she has all the answers. I did see one criticism, which was... You know, if this is Laura Croft's like the origin story, um, she still comes out like ahead in all these encounters. Uh, I didn't have an issue with it because I feel like uh, she gets her ass kicked. Like she may, she oh may God. win those yeah. little battles, right? Um, and then that first like like fight sequence, like on the island, uh, basically you're talking about in the the forest and the woods. Um, yeah, you know, there's no joy there. There's no Angelina Jolie smirk that she vanquishes the guy. She's kind of like freaked out. Like you know, this is someone that up to this point has had, I guess, you know, you could say is a, a very privileged life. Comes from a very wealthy family. She did lose her father. Um, but, you know, she's at this point rebelling against her wealth and just like uh, racing around like the streets, like kind of like these stupid pranks. Like she's a bike messenger. And I don't think that someone like that just instantly turns into Jason Bourne where they're like, yeah, I've taken some kickboxing classes and now I'm totally okay with snapping people's necks. Like, I think even if it is for survival, someone would be freaked out that they just realized that they killed somebody. And I like that. I like that about this version of Laura. Yeah, I thought that was a really good scene. And um, I'm glad that, you know, they got Alicia Vikander to to do this. Um, The you know, I don't think Angelina Jolie ever really got dirty in her role. Like, Alicia Vikander is getting, like, impaled. Um, it's, this is brutal. It's very gritty. Um, it's, it has a lot to do with the, I did actually play this video game, the one it's based on, because it was okay. one of the first for, um, um, the, uh, the PS4, which I, I bought, and it's been collecting dust for like <laughs> two years now. So now I'm like, well, that was a waste of money. Uh, but initially when it came out, I was pretty excited by it. And Tomb Raider was one of the first games I got. And it was, it was, I remember playing it thinking it was just going to be like, um, Uncharted. I don't know if you're aware of those games. Like it's just going to be kind of like an Indiana Jones type thing. Like, oh, they're rebooting Tomb Raider. Uh, and this one, and I was like, Jesus. She's getting like this. There's like blood and guts here. Like I'm playing the character. I'm getting stabbed repeatedly. I thought I was just bad at the game, but no, that's actually the game. They were trying to make it grittier. So I felt like this, and I can't believe I'm saying this, was actually a good video game movie, which anytime they adapt, you know, video games. I mentioned Warcraft earlier that <laughs> True Bromance liked. I just sort of write them off like, oh, there's no point in watching that. And really, I watched this one just for this podcast. I wasn't like really excited to see it. Right. I, I didn't think it looked bad. I just, I'm like you. I just didn't really know much about it. And I came out of it and I was like, God, I'm gonna be a dork, a dork that on this podcast says this was a pretty good video game movie. And I kind of wish that streak had continued because I don't want to be that dork, Peter, that said yeah. I like this. But I did. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. I, I did too. You know, in that plane scene, uh, for as long as it just went on, I liked it. Like it, it just everything just kept on going wrong for her. You know, in mm-hmm. that moment, and she even makes a comment too, like, really, like this is mm-hmm. happening. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You know, again, I mean, my biggest criticism is is very a very tropey movie, and everything, most of it anyway, it, it has been done before. But I like the the take on uh, Laura Croft, and you know, it's kind of easy to sit here and say this is really good because we had just seen the 2001 movie where we're like, 
that's garbage. <laughs> that that one's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you're a fan of this character, or, you know, from way back, you're a fan of Tomb Raider. I I would have to imagine that you're happy with this. Um, much like the newer game, uh, I'd say they took away the one trait that I knew about Laura Croft, which is she has humongous boobs, which I'm fine with because. You know, if you're going back to the PlayStation One days, those are pretty cartoonish-looking characters anyway. Uh-huh. Um, I can't imagine if you're a fan of because I feel like this feels like playing a video game, except it's just got a higher budget. You know, like you're talking about that sequence where she's, uh, you know, she goes from falling to her death to drowning to <laughs> grabbing on to this uh, old junked-up plane that's crashed in this wild river. Like that felt like playing a game to me. Like her going from like spot to spot just trying to survive trying to hang on um but it was better because if i was playing the game i would just die repeatedly and it would lose all tension because i'd be like okay next time i've got to grab that i i feel like if you're a fan of video games you're gonna like this um and even if you're not yeah it is it's not gonna break in the mold and, and you know this is something we've seen before but i mean can't, you can say the same thing about a james bond movie right right like when you go see daniel craig and uh, you know, Quantum of Solace or whatever the last one was, uh, Spectre, Skyfall. like, yeah. Oh, is it Spectre? Skyfall? Skyfall, I did hear some people liking a lot more than, I guess, the average Bond, but I think usually it's just like, you just want to see James Bond in another adventure. And I don't, I don't usually think about them three months later. I'm just like, oh, I had fun seeing that. And that's kind of how I feel about this Tomb Raider. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I felt like, um, Maybe the other thing that I can criticize the the new one about is that it, it's a, it's kind of long. Uh, it looks like it's almost two hours here, and they spend a lot of time, um, you know, developing and setting up her character in the very beginning. Uh, some things I I didn't feel it was necessary, or maybe they could have trimmed down. You know, you want to be a little smarter, pick up on the clues a little faster. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like uh, I feel what the um, the new one does well is that it allows the audience to kind of guess along with her, you know, before she actually like figures something out. And 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 uh, I can't even say her name, Angelina Jolie. She just too smart for everybody, right? Like she figures it out before we even figure out what the hell is going on. And then on. makes fun of you for being an idiot, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like the new one introduces like a very small character in the very beginning, which they don't even call back to. Uh, which I, I was just like, I was, I kept waiting for it. Which, by the way, we also have a cameo from Nick Frost, which I thought was kind of funny too. Um, but the bike chase, you know, the little thing that she does to try to get money. Well, there's no payoff for that really, but I understand why they did it. But the thing with that, like, all I kept on thinking was premium rush. You know, she's a she's a courier on a bike. Like, that's all I kept on thinking. That was one criticism I had because I remember uh, we did a premium rush on uh, War Machine versus War Horse. And my, I like that movie. I mean, Michael Shannon is the heavy, you know, yeah. completely over the top, insane. Um, my biggest criticism with that film, and I guess kind of applies to Tomb Raider, is they have to establish that these are characters that are like, smarter than your average bike messenger like they're doing this by choice you know it's like they could be doing something better with their life like she obviously if she goes and signs some papers she can just go live in her mansion and you know just kick back and those like scrooge mcduck i'm sure she just has money that they just put in her room and she can swim around in but to what you're saying yeah it's probably understandable because it's like before she becomes the tomb raider they have to have some action sequence for this action movie because otherwise if you hold all of that back until she gets the island 
um, they're going to be some people a little bit restless in their seats. But I yeah. agree with you. It is a little silly that you're like, okay, yeah, enough of this, enough of this uh, bike race. Yeah, but I mean, but again, it does end in a scene where um, you know she she hits a, uh, gets hit by a car. You know, so she can she can take these hits and punches. You know, so you know she she's is, gonna need is, that. She yeah. gets the island for yeah, sure a little bit. Um, okay, so usually what we do at the end of the movie is talk about like uh, recasting and stuff, but since you know, this is an actual reboot, you know, not just a, re- a remake. Uh, is there like another video game property you'd like to see, um, kind of be made into a movie or maybe one that's already been done that they can do better? There, uh, I'm not a huge gamer as I, you know, was lamenting my, uh, PlayStation 4 purchase that I probably don't really need. Um, there was a, computer game that i played in the mid 90s which would have been about the tomb raider time period called uh under the killing moon or under a killing moon which was set in like a future earth uh like after like nuclear bombs and like um it's like very sci-fi like aliens are real that sort of thing uh but you play a private investigator and it was one of those games where you like can respond uh with like four different options like you would see clips of actual actors and scenes talking to you and then you would pick it's like choose your own adventure you would pick how you'd respond and that would change the game like if you wanted to play it like as the heavy as the michael shannon you could braid everybody and nobody would cooperate with you and maybe you'd have more fights where you shoot people or you could try to be a smooth operator um and it would go differently and i always felt like games like that like those are obviously movies like they're just making little mini movies and you're kind of playing a game by picking which scenes you want to see next. Uh-huh. So I like those. I could see something like that, you know, moving up. Uh, there was also a horror game that was like that my wife started playing from the also from the mid 90s called Seventh Guest, which was like a puzzle game. Huh. And it was like a very like clue like thing. Like these people oh, okay. like you enter a house and this weird, crazy rich dude died and like the secrets to like his you know, will or whatever, you have to solve all these puzzles and it's basically like a big horror game. Stuff like that I could see working. Um, but no, I'm not going to say, hey, let's do, <laughs> let's take another swing at Super Mario Brothers without Bob Hoskins. Like, I think, you know, I'm good with that. So probably something that's not been done. I don't know if there's a, a movie that I want to see remade. I probably just want them to stop. Like the Resident Evil movies, just stop. I would, how about that? Yeah, you know it's funny that you bring up Super Mario because I was kind of thinking that you know we can get like a like a Josh Gad playing Mario maybe when he's younger nope. and no, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of uh, Mario Kart so you know maybe like a rat race you know movie with all these characters their real life and you know but um, no See, but, now you're talking like an executive because they're thinking like Fast and Furious with Mario yeah, that's what they're exactly yeah. But, uh, no, a, a property that, um, I haven't seen in a really long time, and I'm only bringing this up because we own, like, one of those, you know, retro SNES, and, you know, and you get to play all those retro games. But, uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, you, you ever play that one? Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. You know, that, that sounds actually like something Disney you would think would have already done. Like yeah. that, some, that sort of Pirates some, of the Caribbean yeah. type thing. Yeah. yeah, some dude in armor, you know, goes uh, on an adventure and there's all these ghouls and goblins and ghosts and all these things. Um, I think it's it's fun, you know, be like an adventure. It's not bad. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's better than Josh Gad as Mario. <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, uh, and Michael yeah. Shannon will be my knight in shiny armor. Sure, of course. <laughs> um, but if they were going to do Tomb Raider again, Tessa Thompson, obviously. I already mentioned oh, her in the sure. episode. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
I mean, I say here, I think every other episode I throw out Tessa Thompson as my, my remake. So yeah, that would be my, if we have to do Tomb Raider again, or say let's kill off Laura Croft, like a surprise death, like in the first scene in the next one, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie becomes the next Tomb Raider. We just put Tomb Raider in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they can count their money. I like it. I like it. I'm sure Paramount would too. If they, if Marvel would allow them to, to put Tomb Raider in the Marvel Universe, <laughs> they would, t- they would take that bet. Yeah, I, I'd like to see her kick some more ass too. We, eh, no, I don't, don't want to say we got a little robbed from Thor Ragnarok. I think she 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 was uh, very serviceable there. Um, but uh, so I guess that wraps. How dare you? What serviceable for Tessa no, Thompson? She, you I take love that Tessa back. Thompson. If you there go you back go. and listen to some of the episodes, I I am pretty high on her. You know, I was very on board when you said let's bring her back and Michael B. Jordan for some other pairing. I'm like, yes, Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan. I'm there. That's for my it. Mario Brothers pairing right there. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she she could be Mario and he's Luigi. Yep, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Mario B. Jordan. There you go. That's um, <laughs> so. Uh, next week we are not doing any new releases, uh, so uh, but it is inspired by a new release, uh, Pacific Rim Rising, Uprising, Uprising, Uprising. Yep. That's right. And then uh, so with that uh, we have John Boyega, and so we're going yep. to do uh, Attack the Block, which he uh, he is in, and Super Eight. Very similar movies. Yeah. So that will be a very interesting one. So it came you guys, out the same year, right? I believe. I, I believe so. Very close, at least. Uh, yep. I, I came on to, uh, I actually, I feel, I feel like Attack the Block came out first, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if not that the same year, right. might be a year apart. JJ Abrams copying someone? No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Never happened. <laughs> Never. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to watch along with us, maybe, uh, provide some feedback, you can send that stuff, uh, to our Twitter account at, uh, Original Remake. And where else can they find you, Mike, and some of the other content that you produce? You can find uh, the easiest way would be uh, War Machine versus War Horse, which uh, is my oldest movie podcast where we take a new release uh, and then pick two older films that share a theme. And you can follow that account on Twitter at War Machine Horse. And I have links to every other movie podcast I do, such as Original Remake. And, uh, yeah, if you like what you hear uh, on this one, I'm sure I've talked about a similar movie on one of my 10 other podcasts. I'm sure Tessa Thompson, at the very least, has come up somewhere else. So oh, you, absolutely. Can, you can check it out. Yep. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, you can find everything that I do on my uh, – not my personal Twitter account, but my main account, Podstalgic. I have links to all the other shows that I do do. Uh, and something that I want to throw out, you know, if anybody wants to check it out because – I just thought about it that there's a scene in the new Tomb Raider where, you know, you kind of mentioned it earlier where she gets robbed and, you know, she's jumping from boat to boat. Very similar to a scene in Bloodsport, which I did do a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, I got Bloodsport. Dick Tracy just released uh, today at the time of this recording. So, um, yeah, check it out. How dare you pimp out one of your episodes? I was really, you know, going around in my head like, have I ever done a video game movie? And I'm like, shit. I think I think I just avoid them like the plague. So um, even something like King of Kong, a documentary which I love, I don't think I've ever talked about it on a podcast. Great movie, I love that doc. I think they're they've been trying to remake that with actors, and I have a feeling that if that ever happens, it's going to be a really depressing original remake episode for me because I you love that so? documentary so much. Yeah, you know, I I think it would be something like Disaster Artist. You know, I, I think they could do it. 
Well, you're just more of an optimist than me, Peter. That's why we keep doing the show. You keep talking me off the ledge here. But, <laughs> there you go. Oh, I may watch King of Kong tonight. I don't know. That'll put me in a good mood. Yeah, if it's on Netflix, maybe I will too, just for kicks and giggles. So uh, thank you guys for listening. And if you guys got a few minutes to spare, please consider leaving an iTunes review uh, to help out our little show. Uh, five stars. And uh, you know we'll continue providing content that you guys like. So we'll see you guys next week. 